Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I merely follow. <laughs> Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio. Featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host... Charlotte Spicer. And welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. Thank you to all of you who tune in around the world. This is our virtual class for A Course of Miracles with my special guest co-host, Robert Rosenthal, MD, who joins me on the second Thursday of the month at 1 p.m. Eastern to help break down and interpret the concepts presented in the course. Today, we will revisit Chapter 16, Section 4, and pick up where we left off with Paragraph 6, and we'll see how far we can get in the time allotted. Remember that this is an ongoing series on special relationships, and there is much material to cover. Our goal is to help those who are in a special relationship transform it into a holy relationship and help those who desire to be in a relationship to learn how to attract a holy relationship to themselves. Whatever your wish in order to achieve this, you must remove the blocks to love within. Dr. Bob is the new co-president of the Foundation for Inner Peace, publisher of A Course in Miracles, having served on the Foundation's board of directors since 1992. He was a practicing psychiatrist and psychotherapist for 32 years before retiring to take on his new position. He was introduced to the course in 1975 at the age of 20 by Judy Scutch and became a close friend and protege of Dr. Bill Setford. Dr. Bob is the author of From Plagues to Miracles, The Transformational Journey of Exodus, From the Slavery of Ego to the Promised Land of Spirit, published by Hay House. The book interprets the biblical story of Exodus and demonstrates the ego's perception of life's conditions. It is recommended, at least by me, that you read this book prior to studying A Course in Miracles or to effortlessly deepen your understanding of the abstract concepts presented in the course. To connect from PlaguesToMiracles.com to read excerpts or purchase this profound addition to your spiritual library, go to ACIM.org to learn more about and purchase A Course in Miracles and discover other valuable resources. And you can also review the archives of these segments and study with Dr. Bob and me at spiritualinsightsradio.com. For those of you on social media, you can follow the show on Twitter at Char Spicer and on Facebook at From Plagues to Miracles. You can also tune into the show directly from my Facebook page, Spiritual Insights Radio, and feel free to join our new 
our new closed discussion group and feel free to join our new closed discussion group, the Spiritual Insights Forum. We look forward to interacting with you. We do these segments to be of service to the spiritual community and to lend support to students and student teachers of the course. As we teach, we learn, so let's all learn together. This is A Course in Miracles. Please take notes. Well, join me in welcoming Dr. Bob back to the show. How are you, Dr. Bob? I'm doing okay, Char, although it turns out that uh, trying to run uh, a foundation is a lot more work than I had anticipated, Um, keeping me busy, especially trying to do that while writing more books. Uh, No doubt that that was probably an (laughs) eye-opener, the workload. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, steady as she goes. That's right. Okay. No well, I'm, I'm, it's, it, it's guided. It's good. It's uh, where I'm supposed to be. No doubt about that. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I have something I'd like to share that okay. happened since our, la- our last segment. A lot of things generally do happen between segments, but I found this to be of of some significance, and it, and it made me really angry. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and then I had to work my way through it. So what happened I'm curious. Was, yes. Well, I was in the dictionary looking something up. And you know how as, as your eyes dance of, across the page, maybe a word catches your eye, right? Sure. Well, a word did. And I said, oh, let me see what the definition for that is. So I went to read it, and don't you know, I found a typo. Now, this the is dictionary. the second time in the dictionary, and this is the second time in my life I found a typo in the dictionary. First time, I had a really bad reaction to it because it, it violated my trust of the book because this – I've always had a lot of trust for the dictionary, and that was a big episode. But this, hmm. as, as I felt the anger mounting, I said, well, wait a minute. Take a look at this. Now, the word that's misspelled is reconciliation. And it's spelled without the second I, so it it reads reconciliation. And just to help the listeners understand, and we've we've talked about my um, my love of the English language before, and just recently, when I read, and if there is a misspelled word, it's kind of like a very very minuscule electric shock. The energy of the sentence has been interrupted. Like the energy's been, there's a blip in it, and and it catches me, and it's a little shocking for me. But Dr. Bob, what was interesting is the word for which the definition is provided. Do you want to know what that is? I am waiting with bated breath. This is reconciliation. Right. The word is atonement. And I said, no way, no way, not this word, but then I thought about it. What's missing is the letter I. So when it comes to the atonement, if we take the I out of the equation, if we take the ego out of the equation, then that makes the atonement possible. So it kind of works. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that funny? That's great. I took a a picture of it with my phone today. I'll send it to you. (laughs) It's kind of funny. So I wanted yeah, to share that to with you. that be posted on Facebook. <laughs> yes. I did double check, and we did uh, leave the audience in absolute suspense and let them know that we would pick up with paragraph six the next time. 
so that's where we are. Again, it's chapter 16, section 4, and we're going to start with paragraph 6. Um, I so enjoyed our last talk. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, and paragraph 6, you know, starts off with one of those zingers that is just pure classic Course in Miracles, um, you know, in one line encapsulates the whole message of the Course. Um, it and does. it does this a lot, you know. It does this a lot. So I bet our audience is curious what that next line is, unless they have their courses open and are following along. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first? Do you want to read or should I start? Uh, whichever you like, you can start. Okay. Let me take it away then. All right. Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all of the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. It is not necessary to seek for what is true, but it is necessary to seek for what is false. Every illusion is one of fear, whatever form it takes, and the attempt to escape from one illusion into another must fail. If you seek love outside yourself, you can be certain that you perceive hatred within and are afraid of it. Yet peace will never come from the illusion of love, but only from its reality. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So yeah, I have that it... paragraph like triple lined um, with asterisks and circles, and uh, you know, I, I would actually say of this entire section, this is if if you had to just choose one paragraph, this kind of you know knocks it out of the park. It does. It it just the words chosen. Just absolutely encapsulate the entire message. I just, you know, when I when I sat down to review it, I was like, oh, I can't wait for this. Obviously, it's pretty so, self-explanatory. If if you're if you're looking for love outside of yourself, you have to look at everything you've built up within you that blocks it from getting to you. Um, do you want to take it away with your interpretation? Yeah, I'm just gonna kind of go through it and um, you know hit the high points and 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 some of the things that. Um, as someone who's been through this material a lot, really resonate. So the first line, your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all of the barriers within yourself that you've built against it, resonates right back with the Course's introduction, um, where it says the Course does not aim at teaching the meaning of love, for that is beyond what can be taught. It does aim, however, at removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence, which is your natural inheritance. So, you know, in the very first paragraph of A Course in Miracles, this is what it's saying. You are love. I am love. We are all nothing but love. However, you know, if you look around, that doesn't seem terribly apparent. And this is because we've put up all of these blocks um, to our awareness of love. And the task of the Course, the task of the Atonement, really the task of any genuine spiritual path is to wake up, remember who you are, who you are is love, but you can't do that unless you first at least become aware of the blocks and then remove them. Um, So this is, you know, as I said, this one line, you know, here it is. You don't have to seek for what's true, love, because it's there. The meaning of love can't be taught. It is necessary to look for what's false because we've taken that in and accepted it as true. And if you're seeing something that's not unreal as true, then how can you tell the difference between truth and illusion? You know, um, and, and so it goes on. Every illusion is one of fear, whatever form it takes. This is a little harder to grasp for people, but basically 
if you have fallen away from the idea that you are love and nothing but love and everyone you know and every living thing is also equally love and loving, then anything else that shows up that sort of waves its hand and says, well, you know, what about me? What about me? I'm important. You know, money, checkbook, um, job, special relationship, um, you know, next vacation, anything that, that, that distracts us and attracts our attention and that we would cherish more than that awareness of love is really, it has to be an illusion, and it has to be an illusion of fear because it's keeping us from love. And as it says, uh, you know, what it, in the introduction, what's not love is fear. Um, uh-huh. So the attempt to escape from one illusion into another must fail. Yeah, because it's still illusion, you know. Um, I like to take that old saying, you know, well, you know, choose your poison. Um, there is no, choosing your poison isn't a choice. You know, you're going to die no matter which one you pick. Uh, real uh-huh. choice would be, I prefer not to have poison this time, thank you very much. I want something that nurtures me. So, you know, when we go around saying, mm, this relationship didn't work, but I know the right man, woman, you know, whatever is out there waiting for me, yeah, you're you're kind of wishing that you could have another illusion same with jobs, same with any addictions, um, but this is not real choice. The only real choice is between truth and illusion. If you seek love outside yourself, you can be certain you perceive hatred within. Of course, because all that's within is love. So if you're looking for it outside, you're looking for it where you will never be able to find it, uh, and the only possible explanation for that is that you want to avoid what is in there. And if you're wanting to avoid love, well, that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. So you must be avoiding some illusion that, you, that, that, that you've misperceived, you know, what is within is hatred and I'm afraid of it. Yet peace will never come from the illusion of love, but only from its reality. So I, I think this paragraph, as I said, you know, three times already, um, I, I think this is just one of the, uh, you know, home run paragraphs of, of the text of A Course in Miracles. Shar, what do you think? <laughs> Absolutely. Just to, just to nutshell it for me, and if we, if we all look within and look at our past relationships and, and how we approached looking for one or getting into a new one and building that relationship, you know, when you are working so hard to avoid what you don't want to see in yourself, that renders any relationship that you would project into your life nothing but a distraction. And I've often said on the show over the years that um, why do you want a relationship? Most people are wishing for someone to arrive or show up to save them from themselves, and this cannot be. You are the, you are the prisoner and you are the jailer. Only you can set yourself free. So this is what you need to do in order to achieve what you're looking for. But what's important to emphasize is that once you do this, then the attraction of a holy relationship should be effortless. No? Bingo. Beautifully spoken. Yeah. We're the jailer and we're the the prisoner. Exactly. Exactly. And and, 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 and we can perceive our jailer as somebody else. The face is changeable. Put someone else's face on the jailer. Put your parents on the jailer. Put an ex on the jailer. It's still you. There is no separation. Exactly. I'm sorry, and, go ahead. And there is, I was just going to add, 
you know, I've seen frequently in the community of students of A Course in Miracles this little, little sort of bait and switch they pull of, okay, that was a special relationship, but, you know, I've just met someone and he, she is fantastic and I'm really committed to making that, a, to, to having a holy relationship. And they just slap the word holy on, but it's still a special relationship because I'm going to have this holy relationship with you and just you. Um, and together we're going to, you know, get enlightened, blah, blah, blah. No, when you make that transformation, in a sense, all of your relationships are transformed from special relationships, which is all the ego knows, to holy relationships, which is all the Holy Spirit knows. You know, there is no in-between ground. The course is uncompromising, which is one of the reasons why so many people turn away from it. it it's just too strict um, uh, a teacher. You know, it won't let you get away with anything. There is no middle ground. So, and, and we'll see later in this section, if we get to it, um, that it instructs us on how when um, temptation arises, when we want to make someone special, we can see it as another opportunity to remember, oh, you know, if I choose specialness, I'm choosing illusion. I'm choosing fear. I'm choosing something that absolutely can't work, and I'm basically dooming myself to unhappiness. Um, even if it doesn't come just now, it will be there in the future. On the other hand, Holy Spirit, help me see this differently. Jesus, help me see this differently. Uh, when you ask not to change it, but to see it differently and not determine up front how you're going to see it, then, boom, you will see it differently. And that becomes a reflection of what you're looking at within. If you're seeing only love outside, guess what? What do you think you're seeing within? Only love. There you go. Beautiful. All right. Yeah. All we're, right. We're clicking. <laughs> okay. Paragraph seven. Here we go. Recognize this, for it is true, and the truth must be recognized if it is to be distinguished from illusion. The special love relationship is an attempt to bring love into separation. And, as such, it is nothing more than an attempt to bring love into fear and make it real in fear. In fundamental violation of love's one condition, the special love relationship would accomplish the impossible. How but in illusion could this be done? It is essential that we look very closely at exactly what it is you think you can do to solve the dilemma, which seems very real to you, but which does not exist. You have come close to the truth, and only this stands between you and the bridge that leads you into it. For me, this speaks of, you know, just if you do anything, just recognize this one thing, that you can't take an illusion and try to make it real. It can't, and you can't bring love into fear. You can only shine, you can only lift fear up to love and let the light shine onto it to transmute it. But you're not going to violate the one condition, which is the truth, and try to accomplish something. And you're not going to usurp the power of God. You're not going to turn any relationship which might be uh, tense or problematic. You're not going to change it or make it what you want it to be without these following like this kind of law that in order to fix the relationship, you have to fix yourself. And it's essential that we look very closely at exactly what you think you can do. What is it that you want? What is it that you're trying to achieve? And why the most important question is, why are you going, why are you doing it the hard way? 
the absolute easier way, albeit the scariest way, is to go within. Recognize the truth of yourself, that you are love, that you were created in love. And that when you extend that, that's an extension of the truth of you. But when we project what is false about us, then that has energy that's going to attract something to reflect those falsehoods. And you're going to have to deal with it. So struggling and wishing against perceived reality that you want what your heart desires, but it's got to look the way you want it to look. And it's got to feel this way with, with the truth in the forefront of your mind and, and beating in your heart that you are love. And when that's all you can extend and that's all you can perceive in others, then there is no work. It just, it just comes to you. It just is. That's what I get out of that paragraph. Yeah. I mean, and it, it just is, and that's when miracles come along, because when you realign with reality rather than illusion, you now get sort of the fruits of reality, which is the Holy Spirit's guidance and a realignment of the world of form, the world of illusion, where things that you didn't think could happen suddenly happen where relationships that you thought were unsolvable people who you know you could never forgive um they share things that allow you to see them in different ways you discover something that you hadn't seen in them before things just start to shift but i i would just emphasize char what you had said um about you know the attempt to bring love into separation a course in miracles talks in many places about bringing truth to a true illusion versus bringing illusions to the truth. And then what we try to do is say, well, you know, the ego world is real, but I'm going to bring, I'm going to find love here. I'm going to find satisfaction. I'm going to find happiness. And again, the course is uncompromising. You know, if you try to bring a light into darkness in order to see more darkness, then that's not a true light. Uh, And it won't, illuminate anything you have to bring darkness to light we have to bring what we believed in as illusion what we thought was our salvation we have to bring that and reveal it and expose it to holy spirit for what it is in order to then recognize first that there is an alternative and then as i said experience the fruits of that but um yeah i i I, you know i i agree with everything you said Um, excellent Okay. All right, paragraph eight. Mm-hmm. Heaven waits silently, and your creations are holding out their hands to help you cross and welcome them. For it is they you seek. You seek, but for your own completion, and it is they who render you complete. The special love relationship is but a shabby substitute for what makes you whole in truth, not in illusion. Your relationship with them is without guilt. And this enables you to look on all your brothers with gratitude because your creations were created in union with them. Acceptance of your creations is the acceptance of the oneness of creation, without which you could never be complete. No specialness can offer you what God has given and what you are joined, and what you are joined with him in giving. Now, let me say that again. No specialness can offer you what God has given and what you are joined with him in giving. So this is a a little trickier paragraph because mm-hmm. it refers to our creations. 
I don't think you're going to get this in any other religious or spiritual system. This is something that the Course talks about, and I will explain as follows. So according to the Course, we think we separated from God, but as Char said about the last paragraph, you know, you can't defeat God. You can't undo what is real because you happen to put up an illusion. Um, you know, if, if, if your roof is leaking and you close your eyes and hum a tune to magically make it go away, that isn't going to change the fact that your roof is leaking. Uh, only God is, is the ultimate love. You can't change that. So the Course tells us that even though we believed that we separated from God and then split further and further and further so that now there are, what, 7 billion people in the world and umpteen different animals and we all have our own beliefs and values and experiences, the Course says, uh-uh, that's all just illusion. You know, that's just a big kaleidoscope that you're looking through that shifts and changes but is, is not real. Reality never changed at all. God is God. God is one. You can't change God. Um, and this is a place where course students can get confused because there are many places in the course where it talks about, you know, God yearns for you. God, um, you know, feels his incompletion. And on the one hand, this is the course speaking to us in our separated state, trying to make clear to us that because of our delusion that we're separate, we are aching and hurting, and therefore the other side of it, God must be too. But in reality, God's incapable of feeling sadness or hurt. God is love and nothing but love. So the Course tells us that in this reality that never changed, that never experienced separation of any kind, love keeps extending. And as God extended his, her, itself to create us, what the Course calls Son of God, um, we, being love and being exactly like God in all respects except for the fact that he created us and we didn't create him, being exactly like God, we have to extend our love as well. And when we extend that love, we also create in our own likeness, which is also just love. And the Course refers to these as our creations. Now, the thing is, being here in the world of illusion and unreality and being, you know, prisoner to the ego that we that we made, we don't know this. We don't see our creations. So when the Course talks about our creations, you know, your creations are holding out their hands to help you cross and welcome them, you know, it's kind of like none of us really know what that is. Um, but if you were to think about it, imagine, you know, your children and imagine your children as being just – absolutely perfect reflections of love that let you know that you are a perfect reflection of love from that which created you without any of the, you know, wants or angers or little, you know, things that piss us off about kids, you know, none of that, just pure extension of love. And if they're then going to go out and extend love, you get a little taste of what this is probably about. But the truth of it is, we can't know. However, what the Course is saying in this paragraph is, here's where real completion lies. And when you wake up and, quote-unquote, remember, because it's not really remembering, you never lost it, a reawakening. When you reawaken to your reality as love, you will also reawaken to what you created, not you as a separate individual in God. And that when we think about this, um, the special relationship looks like a shabby substitute. 
And that one of the reasons, um, well, where's, where's the line? Um, this enables you to look on all your brothers with gratitude because your creations were created in union with them. In other words, not none of us singly created those creations. That is the birth, if you will, the offspring, the extension of love from all of us. And therefore, to the extent that we recognize that we did that and we were capable of it, we also recognize the union, that we're all one, um, which is, you know, one of the central teachings of the Course. Okay. Um, yeah, I have nothing else to say about that. Um, it is a tricky concept, though. It's one of the more abstract, and so I asked for clarity on it to be sure that I was um, heading in the right direction with what I wanted to say, and this is what I got with regard to creations. Creations are extensions of yourself you are denying out of self-loathing. For example, self-acceptance and self-love. Remember that there is only one truth, love. We deny it of ourselves and grasp for it in others. In accepting this truth, that we are love, leads the way to accepting others as ourselves. In this, we find wholeness, the exact opposite and rectification of the separation. In seeking wholeness in a state of separation attracts likenesses to your wishes and desires, but with a feeble construct that cannot satisfy. I thought that was pretty good. Snap, as my kids would say. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Snap. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, so, you know, well, it's one of those like, okay, like snapping your finger, that's it. Yes. You know? <laughs> oh, snap. Yes. Yep. Okay, so that really resonated. And so I, I wanted to sit with myself and say, okay, well then, what are the creation? What are my creations that I'm denying myself out of self-loathing? Because I'll be honest, I'm raising my hand. I got some, you know. Mm. So what is it? And 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 looking back now, especially over the past year, it's easier for me to see it, and I can, and I can be honest with it, and then honest with myself. But. What my creations, I think, that I denied myself the most were my own acts of kindness, compassion, and service towards others. I wouldn't give any of that stuff to myself up until recent years. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a nice reframe. Um, I mean, it's not technically what the Course talks about when it talks about our creations, because as I said, you know, there's no way to know what that is. We're, we're still here in bodies and form. But I love that because what it says is the only reality that counts is when you are able to extend love in some way that is selfless. And I don't mean by selfless sacrificial, because the Course is very clear. You know, sacrifice is a way to bind mm -hmm. someone to you with guilt. No, selfless in the sense that I recognize that their goals and my goals are identical. We all want love. We all want safety. We all want freedom. We all want happiness. Um, and in fact, the unity of all of us is, is all of those things. So yeah, when you are of service, when you help someone, when you're kind, um, whether it's you know, smiling at someone on the street and not caring whether they smile back or not, um, or you know, sitting with your kid um, after they've done something that they consider horrible and instead of scolding them or offering them suggestions for how they could have done it better and shaming them, you're just, you're just present as a loving being, uh, giving them that. Yeah, 
this is probably as close as we can come to knowing what our creations are. We're, we're extending love. Mm. I like that. That's good. I think that's all we can extract out of that paragraph. Agree completely. Yes, okay. Nine? <laughs> okay. Number nine. <laughs> I'll take number nine. Here we go. Across the bridge is your completion, for you will be holy in God, willing for nothing special, but only to be holy like to him, completing him by your completion. Fear not to cross to the abode of peace and perfect holiness. Only there is the completion of God and of his Son established forever. Seek not for this in the bleak world of illusion, where there is where nothing is certain and where everything fails to satisfy. In the name of God, be wholly willing to abandon all illusions. In any relationship in which you are wholly willing to accept completion and only this, there is God completed and his son with him. Now, this is a little tricky because it has like circular references. But what I get out of it is is that you there's you with your idea of separation. There is the bridge and across on the other side is your completion. When you're in that completion, when you recognize and accept your creations and that that you are love, you'll be, whole, you'll be holy in God's love for you. You don't need anything beyond that. You don't need idols like, as you mentioned earlier, jobs, uh, money, relationships, you know, fancy cars, um, ease, like picture making an idol out of wanting so badly for life to just be easy. You know, we can really get hooked and attached to that kind of idea and really put ourselves through it because that that's not we can't find it. We won't be able to accomplish that. We can only come a little close by some people's estimations. But fear not to cross the you fear not to cross to the abode of peace and perfect holiness. Only there is the completion of God and his son established forever. So only there where there is truth and no chance for illusion. That's where that is established and it, it's changeless and it's timeless. So that's where it remains forever. Seek not for this in the bleak world of illusion where nothing is certain and where everything fails to satisfy. Of course it does. That's why we keep looking to the next thing and the next. Once the newness of a situation wears off, that's when we start to see it in a different way. But if we can see something like that, from a, in a different way, such as, okay, someone or something new comes along and we're enamored by it and it's sparkly and shiny and it's a, a surprise and seemingly a miracle. But then with that familiarity comes that contempt because now you're used to it and now you're bored with it and now it fails to satisfy and now you need a remedy. You either need to fix the other person, get a different car. We never think to fix ourselves, you know. So in the world of illusion, there is no certainty. The only certainty is, is, is knowledge, and, and that's the truth of the love of who we are. And in the name of God, be wholly willing to abandon all illusions, because without that willingness, we're never going to find peace. And any relationship in which you are wholly willing to accept completion, that is within you and then with God, then and this is that circular stuff and only this there is God completed so in your completion there's God's completion and whoever you're with is in completion with him so now we're all unified and the entire idea of separation has been dissolved how to do with that <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. I mean, this one. stuff does seem to get complicated mm-hmm. when we try to, you know, sort of wrestle with it with our minds. But at some point, that wrestling pays off because it, it, it kind of slips in and becomes part of you. And now you're practicing it. And as you practice it, you know, you start to see see the results. So, you know, you said a, you said just a lot of great stuff. Um First, as a psychiatrist who, um, you know, was sort of trained in understanding emotion, um, the emotion excitement is most triggered by newness. Nothing will get us excited like, ooh, something new. What is that? I want to look at it. But as you so um, beautifully stated, the problem with newness is that the moment you grasp it, it's gone. It's no longer new. And so, the, you know, in a, in a way, if you're addicted to newness, you're always going to be searching, and the moment you find it, oh, I like this, and sort of connect to it or try to make it yours, it's no longer new. It's no longer exciting. And, ooh, but something else is, someone else is, and so this becomes one of those senseless journeys that, you know, that, 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 that never completes itself. Um, mm-hmm. Nonetheless, you know, if you're 20 years old and you think there's all kinds of newness out there, you might have to, you know, walk that journey for a while um, until you realize that, that, yeah, newness at some point, the excitement of newness has to begin to shift to contentment. One of my mentors, um, when we talked, uh, I did a lot of couples therapy in my day. And, you know, when a relationship starts, it's probably 99 parts newness and excitement to one part contentment. But as time goes on, that contentment has to become a bigger and bigger piece of it as excitement tapers, not to be eliminated. You know, we have to have some degree of joy in our partners, Um, and excitement about who they are but that shifts from what they can give us to excitement about what their about their own growth path and watching them grow in tandem with you and your growth and the synchronicities between that so that was um you know what you triggered from in my head there the idea of life being easy yeah, the problem is we look for life being easy by looking outside of ourselves and trying to rearrange the pieces of life so that they all fit together in that perfect way. Well, again, good luck. You know, you're doing that proverbial rearranging the you know chairs on the deck of the Titanic to get the best view. Um, doesn't matter where you put them. If you're on the Titanic, you're going to hit the, the iceberg. The only way to have ease, and I talk about this a a great deal in From Plagues to Miracles, with the transition from slavery, crossing the Red Sea, to, to, you know, the wilderness where we recognize our illusions and let them go, to finally the promised land. The only way to, you know, get to that ease is to realize that we don't know anything. We get out of the way, and we let ourselves be guided by spirit in everything we do, everything we say, everything we think. Um, sounds like a tall order, but the more you do it, the, like anything, the easier it gets. Um, and then the, in the paragraph, the only other thing that I would point out is in line six. It says, in any relationship in which you are wholly willing to accept completion and only this, there is God completed. I would, um, for the purposes of this uh, uh, show, underline the word any. In any relationship, 
and again, this goes back to that idea of, you know, yes, the course is clear. We are given usually one person who triggers us the most or who we love the most or who we hate the most, who is kind of our, our, our best sparring and learning partner in physical reality for this time around. But they're just, you know, one example, one iteration of the general lesson that we all have to learn. Any relationship offers us the opportunity to um, accept completion in ourselves. And in this, God is completed, you are completed with them. And, you know, that that's the goal. So in any relationship where you find yourself triggered, and by triggered, I mean triggered positively or negatively. Ooh, look at her, look at him, you know, I want that. Or I want to be like that, which implies that you're not, that they have something you don't, therefore you're lacking and they're not. Um, therefore you're necessarily in the world of separation and illusion. Any relationship that triggers you positively or negatively, oh my God, I can't stand her, look at what she's doing, um, becomes an opportunity to recognize incompletion in yourself that you have projected onto that other in some way and to resolve that incompletion um, uh, to go back to your dictionary, to reconcile it by getting the eye out of there and bringing the real vision through the eyes, E-Y-E-S, to it. Um, all right, enough wordplay. Um, but, but to see it for what it is. you know. Mm-hmm. And when you see it for what it is, you are seeing self with a capital S, which encompasses both of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just have one thing to add. It won't let me go. Good. The the idea of contentment, you know, uh, uh, yes, when you're young, you look for the new and exciting. Okay, that's fine. And um, the only thing I thought about that was, as I look back, was, and you know what? Even though everything at the time looked new and exciting, after a while, I realized as I looked around, it was all the same. And mm. I didn't like <laughs> much of it. It was the same thing, different for form, sure. a different person, a different club, you know, different job. It was all the same, and and I needed to get away from that pattern. Anyway, that's a quick observation. But but for to speak to the idea of contentment in a relationship. Okay, so the excitement tapers off, and then you reach that level of contentment, and there's there's balance and there's warmth, and you know. But then I see what I what I want to say is to look for or look out for the attachment to the notion that in order for you to remain content, it has to stay exactly the same. Uh. That our conditions for it is that it cannot change or it's going to make us unhappy. But I will offer this visual. Picture a beautiful lake, whether it's in spring or autumn, and the light's starting to fade and it's beautiful. And you look upon the water, and the surface of the water may be calm and placid, but never forget There's a lot going on beneath the surface that you can't see. So in any relationship, we can have that placid atmosphere. But we're always changing. We're always growing. Not always at the same pace. And so once you know the parameters or the the cornerstones of what provides that platform for contentment in that relationship, make sure those are strong so that anything in between, any type of turbulence that needs to be addressed, honored and accepted in the other or within ourselves that can be transformed into that new level of contentment and then start the whole process over again but never fool yourself into believing that you can keep a relationship 
exactly the way it is because that's the way you like it. It's just not going to happen. Well, yeah, that's fear. I mean, you know, what you're saying is that you believe change will be fearful. Um, The Course says that change is always fearful to the separated because their first experience of change was leaving God, which was terrifying. Therefore, all change starts feeling like, oh, my God, I don't want to go there. And this is why, you know, you see people sticking with horrific relationships. They're being beaten up. They're, you know, working their fingers to the bone. But, eh, you know, no, it could be worse if I go somewhere else. But even, I, I think your point is well taken. The only true deep commitment we can make to another person is to continue to work to accept atonement for ourselves, to continue to work on ourselves, to find that love which is us and which is them and when we do this in tandem with someone else um, because we really are you know both aspects of the greater oneness of the son of god when we do that um it moves along faster and 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 we get the learning opportunities because something pisses us off and we get to work on that and not accuse our partners of you know being you know uh messed up but recognizing that there's something here in myself that, you know, I want to see this differently, help me to see Mm -hmm. this differently. Just make a commitment to it in your own mind and, and, and have it be so. Um, Dr. Bob, we actually have a listener from Pennsylvania with a question. Would you like to take it? Absolutely. Sure. Okay. Uh, Area code 267, bringing you live on the air. Welcome to the show. What's your name? Oh, Donna. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome, Donna. Mm-hmm. What, was, Hi, what Donna. would you like to ask here? Okay, well, I wasn't sure, but I was just listening to what you were saying, and I am going through, like, the same kind of experience. Me and my husband split up about six months ago, almost seven months. He wasn't abusive or nothing. I think we just drifted apart. And I'm kind of having a hard time. Like, I know exactly what I want. Uh, I'll make this short. Do you ever see me finding that balance that, I'm looking for, or sometimes I'm thinking, am I am I asking too much? I don't know. Are you um, asking me for a psychic prediction, Donna? I I I guess I I don't know. Well, let me let me put the power right back into your own hands, dear. You have everything within you to create the life you want. That's what all this is about. It's all within you. You just need to access that love and self love within. Then, with that balance within yourself. You'll have nothing but balance and the and the ability to attract the type of person you want. You have it. So at this point, I can say it's going to be rocky. Or you could attract somebody, but it will be problematic because there's still things within you that need to be acknowledged and addressed and forgiven, you know. But yes. know that you have everything in you today to... You have all the tools to get to that place where you can extend balance outward, and that will attract someone of a much higher vibration. Your husband matches this vibration. When you raise Mm -hmm. that vibration, you're going to get somebody totally better. I'm going to throw this over to Dr. Bob to add to because he's um, he's got that knowledge going on. (laughs) Okay. We all do what you're talking about. you know, as a couples therapist with over 20 years of, you know, experience in the trenches, I don't know that I've ever, you know, met a couple 
where there wasn't some sense of, you know, is this all there is? And, and I have my own little inner wish list uh, of, of what I really want to attract. Um, you know, I see with younger kids today, um, they have so many opportunities because of social media that they almost can't settle down with any one person because the moment they're with one person, as we were just talking about with the newness, they're looking around going, ooh, what about her? What about him? So I would say this to you. Your attempt to, to craft in your mind this ideal um, partner is, is going to trip you up because it's going to set up um, an expectation that will put you on a roller coaster of, ooh, is this it? No, it's not it. Is this it? Is, no, this isn't it. And instead, what I would suggest is that um, as 12-step programs talk about, you pull back your time horizon to just the next day or this, this current day. You know, when you wake up in the morning, what are the qualities that I want to experience today? And then the follow-on, how can I do that for myself, even in some little way? It might be, you know, I'm going to take an extra five minutes and I'm going to have a cup of tea and I'm going to read something inspirational, or it's a nice day, I'm going to, you know, sit outside or go for a little walk or, you know, how can I give to myself that which I want in this day and then trust that your deeper level of yeah, deeper level intention for a partner will play out through what you are giving to yourself and as Char said, will attract a much, you know, higher vibration partner because then what you attract is not someone else who's got their own inner picture of an ideal of what they want and they're sort of trying it on you for size and you're trying yours on theirs for size and gee, it looks good at first, but it's gonna it, it's doomed to fail. Instead, you draw someone in who's also working on um, giving to himself what he wants and needs. And when we give to ourselves, of course, we're then capable of giving to others. We can't give what we don't have. And we can't get if we think we don't have it because then we're stealing it from someone else and guilt is inevitable, you know, uh, at some level, or jealousy or the fear that it's going to disappear. So I would say, you know, like, one day at a time, every morning, just, you know, what is it that I'm looking for today? What do I want to feel? Is it more peace? Is it more enjoyment? Um, you know, is it love? All right, how do I give that to myself? And then trust the universe. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, and I I don't know if you, if you can answer this real fast. Um, it's, it's something I thank, – thank you for that, and I will do that – but um, do you see um, this breakup um, being my fault, or is? I think the idea of fault has absolutely no business in any breakup, because I promise you, if you were to sit down with me and your husband were to sit down, your ex-husband were to sit down with me, um, I would absolutely certainly be able to find things that you both did and didn't do and things about who you were that were just mismatches or places where, you know, one or the other wasn't willing to take another step. And the moment you go to fault, you're entering a world of guilt and it, it just doesn't serve us terribly well. So I would say, no, it's not your fault at all. And I would say, no, it's not his fault at all. I mean, this is 
a very elevated, you know, sort of high spiritual perspective. Um, but I would even go so far as to say is, yeah, even if there were physical violence, it's not fault. The violence was a manifestation of something deeper that was unacknowledged and which for what, for whatever reason, one person or the other or both decided that they weren't able to work with or decided that they were afraid to, uh, you know, make a change. So, no, not your fault. Char, you have any uh, thoughts on that? Yes, I just, I just want to point out that, you know, we all have a contribution in any situation. None of us is um, without a, an energetic contribution. So, you know, a relationship is, is a lot of things, um, but there's no promise that it will last forever. And as Dr. Bob mentioned, whether there's violence or arguing or uh, one person – hemorrhages money while the other one's trying to be frugal and they can't match up in the middle. Those things are just a symptom of something much deeper. So it sounds like there was just a lot of symptoms that both of you really couldn't um, take control of or deal with in a way that the relationship, you know, had to come to an end in order for you to find peace. You couldn't find peace in this relationship, but that helps you understand what we're talking about in identifying it as a special relationship because there's something both of you wanted from the other. When that stopped being provided, that's where the trouble started. I think if you look back, you might not be able to, to identify that on a timeline. Ultimately, you have to come to a place of forgiveness. It's not about where did I, you know, where did I go wrong and where was I taken for granted, you know. You'll drive yourself crazy analyzing it and breaking yeah. it down, but yeah. get to right. that place of acceptance and forgiveness because the work now is on you. And I have just one question. Do you study the course, Donna, or did you just happen to hear the show today? I just happened to, to hear the show. I saw the, um, y- you know, the, 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 the thing, and, and I said, oh, this, this seems like something I would like to listen to. So Okay. I appreciate <laughs> that. Well done. I'm going to follow it, and thank you. I, I will well, take that advice, that, and it makes sense. But that's my next point. The next paragraph, and we'll ha- probably have to pick this up in our next segment. We, sh- we do a monthly segment. But the next okay. paragraph that we're about to talk about is about fantasy. And that's okay. going to be important for you to hear. So what we could recommend to you is we're, what we're reading out of is a book called A Course in Miracles. It's blue with gold lettering. And if you go to ACIM, it's an acronym for A Course in Miracles. If you go to ACIM.org, you can learn more. And if you want to pick up a copy of the book and do the lessons in the book over the next year, you will change your life because you'll be changing your mind and how it processes the world around you. Does that make sense? Yes. And um, what is it called, A Course in Miracles. You might also find my book helpful because it sounds like you've got a lot of um, hardships going on, and you know, um, my book looks at the uh, the story from the biblical book of Exodus of Moses and Pharaoh, but it looks at as a parable of how to, you know, basically turn your plagues into miracles, how to take hardships and find the silver lining within them, and um, you know, through those letting God in and, you know, becoming uh, a more happy, a happier, more fulfilled person. Um, mm-hmm. And Okay. Mm-hmm. You from his Philly? Website? Yeah. Yes, I am. 
Yeah, I thought so. You know, I lived there for um, almost 20 years. Char's from Philadelphia. I mean, there's a funny coincidence there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm from, okay. I'm from 22nd and Jackson. I grew up there. Um, but I want to make sure you have the information you need, Donna. So do you have a pen? Yeah, I, I, I okay. raised the... Mm-hmm. Okay, doc, Dr. Bob's website is from plagues2miracles.com. You can learn more about the book. And that's why I said in the beginning of the show, I really recommend anybody read this book because it really demonstrates how, how, what we do to ourselves and how we keep ourselves unhappy. You'll love it. Having an understanding after reading that, if you were to take up A Course in Miracles, and it's, it's, it, we're, we're interpreting the text, but the lessons are very powerful in that it helps yeah. you break down. Dr. Bob, why don't I let you explain what the lessons do since you have so much uh, experience sure. with explaining it? I mean, you know, this is a very um, direct spiritual path. So there is a workbook with 365 lessons, actually 361, because the last lesson is repeated five times. But it starts to break down our the way we see the world, um, which seems pretty crazy when you're first doing it. What, you're telling me the world isn't real? But as it breaks it down, um, those barriers to the presence of love, uh, when they break down, guess what comes through is love and miracles. Uh, and things just start to happen in our lives that, you know, that we know come from beyond us, and that becomes a very powerful incentive to keep walking that path. Um, but, it, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's not for everybody, and I certainly um, know many people who bought the book and, you know, looked at it and gone, ah, I don't know, put it on a bookshelf, and then five years later were drawn to it and took it out and were, oh, my God, this is amazing. How could I not have done this? And, I mean, my own wife jokes that, you know, she looked at it and it was great and she read it and then she just kind of put it away and she came back to it at a certain point. Now, you know, I come down in the morning and I can't pry her loose because it, it's just so, um, so powerful. But I do think that, you know, my, uh, From Plagues to Miracles, which is, you know, available on Amazon is a good introduction because I'm not using the language of A Course in Miracles um, rather, I'm you know sort of going to the more traditional Bible, but telling you know a lot of examples and stories. Um, use your own guidance, you know, check them out. Uh, but but I would say that you know the fact that you were drawn to this particular show, I don't believe in coincidences. A Course in Miracles says you know no accident or chance is possible in the universe as God created it. So something in you got drawn here. Um, I would trust that, but you know, check out what what the next path to follow is. If you are going to get A Course in Miracles, I would suggest you get the combined edition because it has everything in it. There are a lot of others. um, Some call themselves the original. Others come from other publishers, but none of them have all of the works that that Helen Schuckman, the woman who channeled it, brought through. So, you know, the combined edition, which, um, you know, Disclosure, which my foundation publishes, I, I think is, you know, hands down the one to go to as a new student. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And what Dr. Bob means by the woman who channeled it, it's actually, um, it was dictated to a woman by Jesus. And it's not oh, religious. Okay. It's not religious. It's universal in theme, but it, but it does 
uh, use uh, Christian language. So there, there would be a yeah. lot that you recognize, like Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, some, in some places, he he actually explains what was what he meant in the Bible, and that's fun too. But he dictated this to a woman in New York, and and uh, her coworker worked on it with her over a, a long period of time. And that gentleman who helped her was Dr. Bob's mentor. So, yeah. and now Dr. Bob's the the co-president of the foundation that publishes it. And there's a lot of us that study it. I can tell you, I found this in 2001. Actually, let me correct that. You don't find A Course in Miracles. It finds you when you're ready. (laughs) Beautiful. And it found me, and it was, I was so depressed, suicidal most of the time. And then I Mm. sat down and I read this, and everything I had been searching for, all the answers just fell into my lap. And I haven't, I haven't, and my life hasn't been the same since. It's just been miracle after miracle after miracle. You know what I mean? And you handle life better. But we better. don't advertise. We, you know, we don't advertise. We don't push. As I said, you know, you check it out for yourself, and um, you know, check out my book. But if you were to go on Amazon, you know, if you drop down, people who bought this bought other things. I, I, I would just. Use it as an exercise in developing your own inner guidance. Um, is this for me? Is this for me? And maybe you get a little voice that goes yes, or maybe you just get a good feeling about one of them. Uh, you know, it used to be you could go into a bookstore and look at them and, you know, and hold them or a book would fall out of the shelf at your feet. Uh, you know, that doesn't happen anymore because there are no more bookstores or they're pretty hard to come by. But use your own guidance. Start, start developing that trust in what is within you because it is within you. It's within all of us. And then you don't have to ask, you know, what's going to happen um, because you'll trust that whatever happens is ultimately for your own highest growth and best good in becoming a more loving uh, and fulfilled being. Mm-hmm. And the only other thing that I can uh, tell you about, Donna, is what we do here on the show. Dr. Bob is one of my special guest co-hosts. I have a number of others. And what we do is, I don't know if you heard the introduction, but it's the Psychic and Metaphysics Free-for-All. I'm an energetic healer. We have other energetic healers and psychics and, and psychic mediums, and we team up to help people. But we focus on forgiveness, and we focus on clearing out what's in the past to help you create a better future. So I would invite you to go to my website and I'll give it to you when I'm done saying this, go to my website and and look at the people we have and what we do and call into the show. It's not a matter of, will I ever meet somebody who's really great and this and that. What I can do is help remove what's blocking you from meeting that person in an emotional sense, such as whatever resentment you now hold for your ex-husband. If anything, mm-hmm. that's going to hold you back from meeting, meeting someone new. So energetically, I'm willing to do a few things for you in a mini session, and then that will free you up to get you excited about the future. Does that make sense? Oh, yes, yes. I'm a healer, and I take, I take stuff out of people's heart centers like grief, blame, shame, guilt. It's good stuff, and people are experiencing miracles and more money in their lives, and it's just wonderful. So my website is spiritualinsightsradio.com. And there's plenty of archives to tune into, especially with Dr. Bob and me. <laughs> yeah, that's Spirit. for sure. I think, okay. I think you found what you needed, honey. Right. Spiritual Insights. Radio.com. 
Radio.com. And okay, my name is Charlotte we'll... Spicer. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Bob. Mm-hmm. Rosenthal. R-O-S-E-N-T-H-A-L. If you have any okay. questions, you can contact me through the website, okay, dear? All right. And thank you so much. And when, when will you be on? To, 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 to Second to Thursday of each month at um, 1 o'clock Eastern time. Mm-hmm. And I do about 10 segments a month with everybody in total. Um, we are in our second week, and then there's two more segments next week. But there's plenty to listen to. I've done over 250 shows. Yeah. Your 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 uh, your website or you know the spiritual insights radio. There's a ton of stuff there. We had, yeah, all my segments are on there. On um, over three years, it's been three and a half years, and over 250 segments. And Dr. Bob has been with me the longest. Hmm. I didn't so know check that. it out. If, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact me through the website, and I'll do what I can to help you. Okay, Donna. Okay. Thank you so much. Many I blessings. so appreciate your call today. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, actually, I think right. this is a good place to leave off because getting into that fantasy, yeah. that's a really good segue. You know what I mean? And then next time we I can agree. do um, the last um, four sections, and I think that'll make for a good part three, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and if we finish those fast, ha, ha, ha. Um, the next section, the choice for completion, just carries on the discussion about special relationships. So I, I think we've got, um, you know, our material here going forward for for some time. Uh, and, 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 and there really is no better topic than relationship. I mean, relationship is the fundamental building block by which we get back to oneness. You know, if the ego's basic problem was to take one and turn it into two, what relationship is all about is taking two and recognizing the one within it. I like that. Yeah, I don't know where that came from, but I like it. <laughs> oh, we got to write that down. Okay, yeah. we'll make that into a meme. Anyway, just to, <laughs> let, just to let everybody know if there's other people just listening for the first time today, the reason we did this is because last year was very difficult. It was a year that vibrates to the number nine, which is ending. So we saw a lot of endings. Maybe you lost a job, a home, a relationship. In this new year, we have an opportunity to create a new and create the life that we want, but we have some work to do, and that's what Dr. Bob and I are doing. We're trying to get people to understand and recognize what needs to change within themselves if they are to change their lives for the better and finally have that contentment, happiness, and satisfaction, but know how to work with whatever comes your way. And what we do here is we finish up our discourse and say our goodbyes and end with a beautiful prayer. Anything to well, add before you go, Dr. Bob? We plugged the websites already, so no need to do that. Yeah, no, I think uh, we covered it all. And um, I thank uh, Donna for being brave enough to ask a question uh, and would invite you know anyone listening live to do that at any point, no matter how no, no matter what their own judgment of the question is, if it's come to you to ask, there's probably someone else out there who's going to benefit from it as well. And they may not even be listening live with you. It might be someone a year, two years from now where your question will help them. That's how 
the healing of the separation happens. You know, it's not bound by time. So if you're, you know, feeling um, motivated to ask something, please do. You know, it's not just for you alone. Um, but Absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, I think we're good. Good Until, show. Until uh, the next month. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Bob. This is great. Yes, indeed. And thank, thank you, you, Donna, Sarah. for calling in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you enjoy the rest of your day. I will talk to you soon. Uh, and, and do try to avoid any vampires, if you would, okay? Private joke <laughs> between Dr. Bob and me. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Be serious. Uh, oh, my okay. goodness. Uh, As always, I loved our time together, and I look forward to the next, and we'll pick up on paragraph 10, okay? Perfect, Char. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you, Dr. Bob. Take care. Here is our prayer, ladies and gentlemen, from Choose Once Again, Selections from A Course in Miracles. I am on page 57. Father, let me remember you are here, and I am not alone, surrounding me in everlasting love. I have no cause for anything except enjoy I share with you. What need have I for anger or for fear? Surrounding me is perfect safety. Can I be afraid when your eternal promise goes with me? Surrounding me is perfect sinlessness. What can I fear when you created me in holiness as perfect as your own? Until next time, God bless and be at peace. Yo, everybody get up! Everybody get up! Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service, so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep, and she don't know where to find them. Yo, Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.